0: Here at Children, we've got some special guests that are going to blow your mind. Well,
1: I'm super excited about this one.
0: Yeah. Well, you, because you're a 90210 girl.
1: I've seen every single episode of the original and the new one.
0: Of Beverly Hills 902. Oh, the original, the new
1: one? Beverly Hills 90210 was the original. Right. It ran for 10 years. And then the new one was 90210.
0: Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I watched every single one. What is it? What attracted you to that show?
1: You know, when it started, I think it was 1990 or 1989, because it was when I was in Seduction, right? Really?
0: No, it, it had to have been 93, Michelle. No, 1990. It started in 1990? Yeah, because that
1: was, when it started, it hit with such a freaking impact. Right, 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 And my right. little cousin... Are you sure about that? Look, 19... 1990 to oh, two thousand ten 10 years. Wow. So I remember being in seduction and being too busy to get into the craziness. But I remember being at a hotel in a gig one time and it was on the TV and I started watching and I went, oh my God, this is why they love it. Uh-huh. And I got sucked right in. Sucked right in so much so that when we were on the radio in New York, you had left already because uh-huh. it was 2000. Uh-huh. I did a 9021 over party for oh. the last episode at Planet Hollywood. Uh-huh. Luke Perry came, like it was a really big deal. I was obsessed with it. And I think I was obsessed with it because it was one of the... First, teenage soap operas.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that
1: started a whole thing of shows.
0: Yeah, because, you know, when I think of 90210, I think of T-shirts with those sundresses over them. Uh-huh. The white T-shirts with the sundress over them. Yes. And I always always thought that that was like 92. Yeah, no, 90. Because um, the twins moved into Beverly Hills from what? What? Where did they come from? Mm,
1: I think Minnesota.
0: They were from I, Minnesota. I would be
1: really proud of myself if I because it was Brenda and 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 uh, Jason Priestley, Brendan and Dylan. Uh, Dylan's the boyfriend. Oh my god! Whatever. No, not whatever. I'm going to so find out. I'm a out. super fan.
0: So they'd come from Brandon, Brandon Brenda, and Brenda. They'd come from some other midwestern place, fish out of water in Beverly Hills. Yes. And uh, uh, and the show took off. I see. That's what I, I became aware of. It. I think probably. Maybe the second season or something like that. But I knew that I was in for something because I always loved the Aaron Spelling shows. I always loved
1: And Charlie Darren C- Starr.
0: Oh, is he oh wait Darren Starr created it. I see, that's right. That's
1: where the brilliance
0: comes in. Darren right Starr and Aaron Spelling. Correct. Because I knew of Aaron Spelling from uh, you were telling me Honey West. Honey West was a show starring Anne Francis. Uh, and she was a, a sp- she was a private investigator, a foxy, foxy private investigator. Oh my god, she looks beautiful on the thing. Well, you know who Anne Francis is? No, but isn't she? Um, she's she's um, in Forbidden Planet.
1: I was going to say, don't don't I sing about her in the beginning of uh, Yes, Rocky, in Rocky Horror. Horror?
0: Anne Francis, Yes, and is that, it. that's her. But most um, people know her um, from Forbidden from, Planet. From Forbidden Planet, yeah. but in television, but she played. Dorothy Spornak's best friend, who they played pranks on each other, and and Dorothy uh, uh, pranked her, and she pranked Dorothy. You know this, episode? and that was Ann
1: Francis. That's Ann Francis.
0: Oh, That's she was gorgeous. gorgeous. Sometimes I'll see pictures of, uh, and she wore a big hoop. She wasn't afraid. She wasn't afraid. I saw. Sometimes I'll see pictures of uh, uh, BMX Bandits' own Nikki Kidman, and I'll think of um Francis.
1: Francis, and I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that.
0: So. Aaron Spelling did that show, so many, The Rookies, Charlie's Angels, uh, uh, The Mod Squad. Oh, of
1: course, of course. Yeah, yes, Francis. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
0: so when 90210 came around, I knew it was going to be fire. It was going to be television fire.
1: Because I didn't even put together the whole Aaron Spelling Right, you know, thing. I got into all those shows after that: Beverly Hills, 90210, Models Inc., mm-hmm. Central Park West. Of course, this is a time frame. Yeah, Melrose Place was huge. It all started the teenage soap opera.
0: I wonder. I'm thinking about a career like Aaron Spelling's. What is the magic touch? What is? Is he just a? Was he a great deal maker? Was he a great conception? Conception? Help me say that word. Conceptualizer. Yes. Okay. Conce- I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, conceptualist.
1: Conceptualist.
0: Conceptualist. You got it, baby. It's those corners. You see that corner? Yeah. yeah. I had to take. Yeah.
1: I couldn't take that corner. Hairpin curve. It's
0: a hairpin
1: curve. But you did it. I did
0: it. You with the help of the guidance of you.
1: So he's got the suns, the guns of Will Sonnet.
0: I remember that show. It wasn't a big hit. No,
1: that was only on for two years in the '60s. Honey West was only on for one year, and you yes, remember that. and it
0: did everything for me. I was a child. Was that '66,
1: '65, and '66? Yeah.
0: Uh, I, she had. She was a hot. She had a leopard as a pet. She
1: had, not a, not a leper who no, was losing no, limbs. Exactly. Okay. She was,
0: and I always. That's hot. Anytime there was a hot ass bitch who was who could kick ass, who was and a it bad was smart, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was there from day one. Yeah. So you know all these. I love I love bitches who can kick ass. Yes, and who are smart. I, what is that? I, I you know. So
1: did Iron Spelling.
0: There's absolutely. T J Hooker. Oh hey, you know I knew many. <laughs> T J Hooker. Man, I'm from San Diego. <laughs> I knew many TJ hookers. I knew
1: a lot of BJ hookers, but those were a different kind. Then, of course, the most genius show to ever hit television The Love Boat.
0: The Love Boat? Yes. He just had the magic touch.
1: Did he do Fantasy Island also? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and then he had Pacific Palisades, which I liked, was only on for a year. Yeah. The Smothers Brothers show
0: was yeah. Aaron Spelling. Oh, and we are forgetting the mother of them all. Hotel? dynasty
1: oh dynasty dynasty darling yes we can't forget dynasty
0: dynasty darling oh you know can I just sidebar for a minute yeah you know most people have trouble saying the word darling and I want to teach people how to say it what do you mean well it feels so affected to say darling well that's
1: because of Mariah Mariah's ruined
0: well she doesn't she does it the old-fashioned way but you know the way that Joan Collins taught us how to say Ooh, teach it. Teach us on d- Dynasty. dynasty <laughs> is you do it, you you don't spend too much time on the R. R. Yeah, you go, um, Zach, darling. Uh, <laughs>
1: yes!
0: Zach. But that's because darling. she's British, darling. Yeah. She's British. No, but anyone can do it without feeling they're being too affected. Right. Mich- right. Michelle, darling. 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 <laughs> Zach. Darling. Michelle. Darling. 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 Yes. You know, you don't spend too much time on the R. No, because every when you read it, you think, "Darling."
1: When you're from New Jersey, you can't help but to say, "Darling."
0: Oh, you go, darling. Yeah, because that's very um, um, uh, showgirls. What's her name? Crystal Connors. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. She says, "Darling." Yeah. She says, D- says "Darlin,"
1: because that's Southern. Right. Remember the whole cowboy hat? Yeah. Want to do my nails sometime, darling? Right. Right. That's right. Southern. What you're talking about is British. If you're from New Jersey, it's darling.
0: Yeah, But, you know, you don't, it doesn't have to be British. You don't, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to feel so affected. I agree. Because I, I say darling all the time. Darling, oh, darling. 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 And, and it's, of course, AbFab. Yeah. It's has sweet made, darling, darling. Yeah, darling, but, darling. again, British. Yeah. But
1: then Mariah is the one who has done the darling.
0: darling. And then
1: that's where it's become so affected that it's like, yeah. Yeah. Although I do like when Mariah does it. I love it. Because I love it's Mariah, it. but I agree with
0: that. So right, Dynasty is an Aaron spelling show and it is his career is unparalleled. I don't know who else has in television has had that kind of mm-hmm. not Aaron Sorkin, not David E. Kelly, uh, oh Car- Norman, Lear. Wern- Norman Lear. Norman Norman Lear Darcy Werner. Yeah, but they've never had that many shows on the air. Norman Lear. None of them have. N-
1: Norman Lear's the only Norman Lear's one. Yeah. the
0: only one who could come close yeah. to Aaron Spelling. So I never met him. I did once you, you never met Aaron Spelling. No. I did once uh, have dinner with Douglas S. Kramer, who was his producing partner on Charlie's Angels, and probably many, many, many other shows. Douglas S. Kramer, who I believe is still alive. Really? Can we look him up, yeah, Douglas let's S. Kramer? Do it. He's still alive. And he, he was great. He told me stories. Of,
1: of uh, Aaron?
0: Well, no, just Hollywood. Uh, yeah. Because he's been around forever. Still alive. Still alive. How old is he? Born in
1: 1931. Neither you nor Ari are are going to figure that out. No,
0: okay. So wait a minute. I can't. I can't. 31. Can this I just say a, he's old? He is um 80. He's 88. Okay. 88. Okay. You don't know? I don't know. I don't know.
1: I'll do the I'll do the math while you okay. talk about the right.
0: shows. Well, um, um, he was. Um, this was I think before that book came out about Bert Lancaster uh, being a crossdresser, and he was telling me about <laughs> that. Bert Lancaster was a famous crossdresser in really. Private. Yeah, have you known? Did you do you ever figure out? And if you're, any of your boyfriends were secret cross eighty six.
1: Um, oh, he's eighty six. That's good though. I, okay. I give you that. All right. Um, no, I've never found any that were secret crossdressers. I remember. Being with them at the t- at the time, you know, in these generational gaps where, you know, I was with this one for five years and I would kind of be like, I was always going to gay clubs and hanging out with gay men at the mm-hmm. same time. So I, I would kind of push them. My, my ex fiance was one who did come to balls with me. Right. So he was open to that. He never came
0: to terms. Just to balls. Just to balls. Yeah, Uh yeah.
1: So I remember him, he was kind of a a Christian in a way that he was raised in the South Bronx by a a family from, his mother was Filipino, his father's from Antigua. Mm -hmm. So he was raised that way. But he was very open-minded. He's from New York City, boy. Yeah. Dating me. Sure. And I remember going to a house of Fields Ball where JoJo. Uh Uh-huh. JoJo Fields. JoJo Fields came out and shut the place down on a cross like Jesus. Uh Uh-huh. And he, like, my fiancé, like, started, he was, my fiancé at the time, was, like, crying and had to leave. And I didn't understand why uh, it affected him so deeply. Right. Where I was looking at this amazing piece of performance art. Yeah. I was like, yeah!
0: Uh-huh. You know, so it was, like,
1: two totally different reactions. And it was like, whoa, whoa. Wow. There's something in the water here yeah. that's yeah. not going to, you know yeah, what I mean? That's interesting,
0: because I, when I was 19, I had, I met this, um, I was living in San Diego, and I met this sailor. From Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And we dated.
1: Sounds like an episode of The Golden Girl. Uh-huh, <laughs> I'm yeah. going with you. We
0: dated for a hot minute. And um, and by
1: dated you meant by the hour? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think all in all, we were probably dating for maybe a month. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe five weeks. Okay. Maybe. But then uh, he... Uh, eventually said, you know, he come he'd come from a religious Christian background. Did and he you have said, to
1: send him off on his ship and see, no. hope the war didn't take him away? No, it wasn't
0: anything like that. But he, he ultimately said um, uh, he had to have his appendix taken out. And I went to visit him in the hospital, and he said, um, uh, you know, I, you know, my Christian background is just not going to allow me to continue this relationship. Aww you know.
1: So sad. It's so sad. This this whole Barry Manilow thing, I mean, I know it happened a while ago, but this this whole thing of people having to please other people mm-hmm. instead of living their own life can literally make me cry at the moment. Like, people, so many people were so negative about Barry Manilow coming out when all mm-hmm. I could do is sit back and go, do you guys have any idea how old this man is and right. what it was like for him? And imagine his partner who had to live in his shadows for 39 years. Yeah. And to me, we always knew he was, uh, yeah. I mean, hello. hello. Her name was Jessica Lola. Fle- yeah,
0: She was a showgirl. I don't have to be Jessica Fletcher to crack this case.
1: Exactly. So the point was, why condemn him? It was a different generation. It's not now. Right. Um, he chose the time that worked for him and his partner to be safe. And he's right. You were judged back then. If you yeah. were to come out as gay in the '70s, right. he would have lost his fans.
0: Yeah, because I actually I saw a, a him on the Merv Griffin show. They you know they play him on all these retro channels here uh, now, and he was um, it was at the, the height of his career. And Merv asked him about his girlfriend Linda, his girlfriend Linda. Uh huh. And he he went on to talk about it and everything. But, did he
1: have an actual girlfriend, Linda? Yeah,
0: he did. He did. He did. He did. This is in the '70s. Um, but. I, if I'm mistaken, I was surprised by the news because I thought he had come out years and years ago. But that's what I think a
1: lot of people assumed. I just thought he was a really private, you're private. I just thought he was a
0: flamboyant dresser.
1: (laughs) Just like Liberace. Yeah. I thought thought he liked rhinestones and feathers. (laughs) Who knew? But I mean, I feel like he shouldn't have been condemned for what he did because it was a different time. Oh, you're saying, so I see gay people have come out and said, bitch like we already had done known this like uh-huh. why is it such big news Yeah. why did you know instead of saying bravo for you being able to do this now at this point right. in your life because it right. wasn't necessary there's a lot of people that haven't come out it's not our job to sit here and out them Um, but it was a different time back then it sure. really was Yeah. if you think about it because if Rock Hudson had come out Right. What kind of career would Rock Hudson? have Right, had? and
0: you've heard also heard the argument uh, that people say, you know, what my private life is none of my, none of y'all's business, right? And but uh, again, uh, some people feel that any form of your personal life being used to promote an album or a movie is not really cool. You know, that some people, have, remember when uh, Meg Ryan was married to Dennis um, Quaid? Quaid mm-hmm. They would come to a premiere and they would get out of the car. One would get out a block away and the other would get out the next block. separately, So that they wouldn't use their Relationship as a promotional ploy.
1: Well, ultimately, that could have been their demise.
0: Well, it could, have been but it's a, you understand where that's coming from. It's yes, a very smart thing because your relationship then becomes commerce, and it doesn't. It's not even private anymore. You've served it up on a platter for everyone else to. Uh, but at
1: the same time, like let's say a Brad and Angelina, yeah, um, that was like a circus. But at the same time, they should be allowed to live their life the way they want to live. Shoulda, it.
0: woulda, coulda, right?
1: But you're also a public figure. So there's this balance of, I don't want to see all these cameras. Why are the paparazzi chasing me? Because,
0: bitch, yeah.
1: you chose this industry. Sure, yeah. So there is a bit of give and take on both sides.
0: Yeah, you're right. It is a part of it. But, um, uh, yeah, uh, Douglas S. Kramer. Let's just go back. Right. So back to Douglas S. Kramer. I love this uh, animal print you have on your keyboard. It's a skin. Oh, it's a skin. And why? And why oh, you do that to keep it from getting. No, you know why? Uh, My
1: nails. This is so much better for my nails to grip onto, uh-huh. so I can type like a real, like a real
0: bitch. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And I don't have do to worry about this? it. do you this? What's it called? This
1: it's just a keyboard skin. You get them on Amazon. You can get them on eBay. They're like uh-huh. literally three dollars. Are they made for people with acrylics?
0: No, but they're. I I think they're a big help because you could do all that. I guess, and they're really made to keep your keep all the keys clean.
1: And it's hard for me to. I slide right off of a regular keyboard.
0: I see. This is a grip
1: for me. Right, so it's right. It's definitely the way to do it. Just get just. They come in all different colors.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I'm just you know you know when you dissect the career, i we, we do uh, lots of segues here. No, um, that's when you okay. dissect the of um, Douglas S. Kramer. Well, not only di- but Aaron Spelling. Yes. Uh, uh, did I tell you the story of when I was in New York uh, and and um, B. Schaefer on the on the uh, uh, Seth Meyers show? Did I tell you the story? Michelle? No, I don't
1: think so. Oh my God!
0: Oh wait a minute! Stop me when you've heard this. Though, okay. okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So I. Uh, when I did the Seth Meyers show, which was great by the way. Thank you. Welcome. But let me let me just tell you why this came up it popped in my head cuz okay. I'm thinking about um Aaron Spelling's career and what it takes to to be a titan in in a field that you're in. Actually, you know what? I'm going to tell the story after and, we we're going to go to a break real quick. Okay. Uh, uh, producer, are you looking at me right now? We need to go to a break. We're going to go to a break real quick. And I've got this fabulous story you have to hear. Hey, Michelle, listen. How many times have we talked about Casper Mattress?
1: Um I think I ran out of digits to count on. <laughs>
0: well, because we love this mattress, it is a fa- it's a fabulous mattress. Everybody should have one. Why doesn't everybody have a I Casper don't mattress? No, you know, I think people are, are locked into the old way of buying mattresses, paying those big prices. You know, paying those big department stores. Well, Casper has cut that. So uh, that whole storyline out of your life.
1: Yeah, honey. Now they've got over twenty thousand reviews, an average of four point eight stars. Which for me, yeah means something.
0: It really does mean something. Quality is something you have to pay attention to, and that's what a Casper mattress is.
1: Yes, and Caspers have quickly become the internet's favorite mattress. This is based on Casper, Amazon, and Google reviews, and you can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting, where else? Casper.com slash what? Uh, Rue, RU. Exactly. Use that offer code RU. What are you waiting for? Don't just listen to us. Trust your own body. Please go to Casper.com slash RU and get started today.
0: We are back, and I was about to tell this fabulous story. And I'm so glad George was there, and the, the publicist from uh, VH1 was there to hear it because I no one would believe this if I didn't have people I know in the room. Okay, so I did the Seth Meyers show, and we're talking about Titans in industry right in now in New York City. In New York City. Um, so before I did the show, a week before I flew to New York, I was pre interviewed by. Um, a, a a producer on the show uh, her named B. Schaefer. And I thought, oh, that name sounds familiar, you know. Uh, and I thought, oh, it sounds like so-and-so's uh, daughter. I thought, oh, whatever. And then I did the interview. Uh, it's a great name. A week later, showed up at uh, Seth Meyers, and B. Schaefer comes into the dressing room. And she's so chic and gorgeous, tall, long legs, beautiful. And uh, she says, um, you know, my mother never... She sometimes she'll call and ask what who's the guest or what I'm doing and, and and I I told my mother who the guest was. She said oh my she said oh I know him. my um uh, my mother says she loves you. She used to go to shows with you. And I'm thinking shows oh so so mother must have been a club kid or something from you know back in the day shows you go see oh you used to go see taboo with me and and uh, delight or whoever. <laughs> yeah. So I said so um oh show. so what um what's your mother's name? She said Anna Winter. What? Like, what? <laughs>
1: What? <laughs> what
0: she meant fashion show oh my
1: and I didn't, god didn't i didn't even dawn I didn't on go you
0: go with her right. two shows with her the show was for yes. her the show was made for her oh my god i just happened to be at the show and i said you know what let me just tell you something real quick about your mother i said you know what i admire that woman to no end because to be a titan in any industry, yeah. as a man, as a man, he, the work you have to do to maintain a career and to be a titan. I mean titan. Look it up. Google it. I mean a captain of industry. To be that in any world, you have to be so strong. Oh, yeah. Now, imagine now for a woman to do it, you have to be 25 Times stronger. I know. Twenty five times stronger. Yes. To maintain year after year, and people are always coming for you. People are always coming for a man. Yes, they're they're coming for you. For a woman, beyond
1: because not only are they coming for you, they're trying to take you down. They're trying to take they're you down to stop any you way from they getting. Can, yes,
0: with the guilt of yes. of the f- feminine guilt yes. of like what who do you think you are? Yes, yes. you are not who good do you enough. You think you are? You talk, You know. So any woman. And she's gorgeous, this B. Schaefer. B. Schaefer's amazing. She's so she smart, gorgeous. so great. But uh, and I said, you know, your mother and, and and Hillary Clinton, these people, to be able to do this yeah, for so long, amazing.
1: You're not kidding. And her mother's Anna, Anna Winter. Her father, David Schaefer, is like the head psychiatry, like super doctor mm-hmm. so she's got the bloodline yeah darling. well anna
0: winter's father was also in the uh publishing magazine world and he was a, a, a you know he was a a boss yeah in his world too so it's just amazing these you know the, the people who are able to pass on this to their children not it doesn't happen wow. with everybody not no. everybody who who knows who who's our big bosses in industry, are able to pass that on. Well, to their also children. with
1: celebrity, like uh, actors or singers, we see that you wait for that moment of "Oh my God!" But this is so and so's child. Yeah, and it just falls flat.
0: Well, I'm I'm interested to hear from uh, uh uh Tori Spelling of what her father passed on to her and what it
1: was like to grow up in that shadow.
0: Yeah, that's Aaron Spelling. I, amazing. Yeah, people will be saying the name Aaron Spelling. Until the end of time. Do
1: you think Aaron Spelling, when you hear his name, do you think Charlie's Angels first? Or do you think Dynasty first?
0: You know what? I, I think Charlie's Angels first. I think Love Boat first. You think Love Boat first?
1: Maybe it's generational because yeah. for me, I liked Charlie's Angels a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Did he do Six Million Dollar Man and all that too? or No, No,
0: that was, that was Glenn Larson.
1: I was really into that and yeah. The Bionic Woman as well. But for me, because of the time where it was in the early 80s, that's when I was babysitting my brother. Yeah, my parents were out every single weekend. Mm-hmm. Every single weekend, I had to work, so I was at, at the TV they were key parties. With your the, parents, of, of course, put him in the fishbowl. Yeah, yeah. It was um, love. It was Love Boat, Fantasy Island, yeah. then the news, and then Star Night Live, uh-huh. and then. It's showtime at the Apollo (laughs) every single weekend, hands down. And that's where I learned so much of my pop culture
0: from those TV shows. Well, you know, when you asked that question, I did think of Charlie's Angels. But you know what? I, I, I actually think of the rookies first. Do you? I do, because that was that was when I first became aware of of uh, Aaron Spelling, because I believe at that point, he also had the Mod Squad on at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those two shows were big ABC show uh, ABC network shows. And I thought, that's when it occurred to me, oh, this is someone who's a... Who, what was his first one? Probably... Um, Mod Squad? Oh, no, there was something from the early 60s that's very famous too. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, uh, what was the one? Oh, Kitty West. Honey, Honey West. West. Honey West. Uh, which I was obsessed with her.
1: Had to be early. That it had was, to be really Yeah, early. that's uh, sixty sixty
0: sixty six sixty five. 66, 65. Yeah. But there was something um, early 60s from Aaron Is that, that where
1: he started in the early 60s? Well,
0: I, he was probably started earlier than that, but he didn't hit pay dirt until, you know, later. You know, most of these people have careers... Way before they become true, know, as uh, runners and producers, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if there's a book on, <clears throat> on Aaron, spelling? Aaron Spelling. Has yeah, to be, yeah, because I'd love to know the story. It's always interesting to me what led a person, what what allowed someone to become such an incredible force in one industry.
1: Um, it started. It looks like he started with Honey West, and then the Mod Squad, then a movie went in there, and then Family. Right, member family. family. Yes. Then Charlie's Angels, Strike Force, Dynasty.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, and then The Love Boat, Life with Lucy. He did that. That was Aaron Spelling. That was
0: '86. That was Lucy's last show. Yep.
1: Cross uh, Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero Melrose Place. Um, some other ones. He did. Um, Charmed.
0: Wait. Which, which one is
1: she? He did Charmed with Alyssa Milano. Oh, he and he did. And uh, Rose McGowan.
0: I did not know I that. I did not know
1: that either. How about that? Yeah, he did Charmed.
0: I wonder if the spelling company, they sold it, or if I wonder if it's still. Well, these are all questions for. For, for Tori Spelling. For Tori Spelling, who's, and, who's on our show team. And of course, Jenny Garth. Jenny Garth is another alumni of uh, 90210. Amazing. Amazing careers, both of them. Yeah. You know, I, was, I did a guest spot on their show, Mystery Girls.
1: Yes, Mystery and that was Girls. A lot of fun. And then she did the show with Amanda Bynes. Was it What I uh, Like it, About You? What was I that? Like. Is that what it's called? I think it's what it's called. Yeah. So yeah. They, they've done a lot and they haven't stopped. And Tori is just spitting out children like a gumball machine. She's on her fifth? 27th. Yeah. I think. yeah. Wow. She's like up there with the Duggars. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> Some people love it. Like I knew there was a cutoff point for me. Some yeah. people really love it. I yeah. said to Katie Price in the UK. Katie Price. Katie Price. Uh-huh. Jordan. Uh-huh. I said to her, um, are you done having kids? She has five. Five? She's five. She's Princess and Junior and Jet and Bunny and Harvey. And
0: Harvey, who is, is my Harvey. idol, my Harvey's spirit amazing. animal. She's
1: got five, and she's like, no, no, I don't want to ever stop. And I was like, why? 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 You've got a barn full of 100 animals, and yeah. you've got five kids. She's like, she doesn't want to stop. She She'll to... adopt. She'll keep having babies until her body stops.
0: You know, I, I, God love her for that. You know, I think kids are great. But does she realize they bring headlights into the house? That they do. And amongst other things. Yeah. There's yeah. all sorts of things happening. Do you guys want kids? Who? You and your husband. You know, George loves kids. Oh, I know he does. George loves, and I would do it for, I would do it if, because he's such a great, he's so great with kids. But he works a lot. He works a lot. You know, you know, we're getting older. So, you know, it could, uh, listen, you know, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want kids, but I tell you I'd be a great father. Oh, I know you would. I'd be a great You'd father. You'd be strict too. I'd be strict, but I would ex- I would be analytical with them in a way that would explain exactly why you don't want to do this Maybe thing. Maybe an
1: older kid that's, you know, in the system right. might be the way for you guys to go. Not be, too old. Not, not too, too old.
0: You know, George George is really good with very, with young kids. Mm. And you know, um you know, I got to be honest, what I'm would be afraid of is to Pass on inadvertently some of the uh, craziness that my hillbilly parents passed yeah, but on honey, to me.
1: That's okay. That's what therapy's for. Mm-hmm. That's what life is about. You know, in Kabbalah, they say that you bring different lifetimes with you. That sure. if you don't work through your shit, you're bringing it to your next lifetime. Right. Right. And that's what we're here to do. I want to get rid of as much shit as I brought to this lifetime as I can. So when I go on to the next one, at least this stuff is gone. Yeah. And. That's okay that you you are going to give some of your hillbilly parents to them. Yeah, but you can also you're so conscious and so present that you won't let it go too far.
0: Right, you're going to go. You know
1: what? That would be something that my hillbilly daddy would have done.
0: Uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. not going to
1: do that to this child.
0: Well, the other my other uh, true confession is that I would be afraid to fall too much in love with this child and I would lose myself, mm-hmm. which is kind of tempting because the the idea of becoming in so in love with something uh is kind of it's kind of brilliant but then there's a part of me that's afraid of what that actually is yeah
1: it's scary but i will tell you this when it happens you cannot be prepared yeah so you're trying to prepare yourself by saying that you can ever be prepared and you could never be um like too, there's never too much yeah i would do anything there's nothing you know They're first.
0: yeah, Everything
1: I do is with them in mind. When I pay bills, it's for them in mind. Like Everything I do is with them in mind. What I cook, what I clean, it's all thinking of them. And then we teach them to go on and become those people that we've helped to create. Oh, that sounds like a Bryan Adams song. But it's true. And then they're going to go out on their own and they're either going to... Fall really hard because yeah. I fuck them up royally, or they're gonna well, fly. You
0: know, I think though that the, the, the fundamental uh, qu- qualities of of moral compass and the fundamental humanities is what you pass on to your kids. I think too many people treat their kids like uh, luxury items, like a handbag mm. that um that they're, they're there to make the parent look good, mm. but the parent doesn't pass on any real. Uh, knowledge or truth. They don't teach the kid how to use their own GPS system, their own intuition. Because, you know, my parents, when I got out into the world, I had had no processing tools. I was like a a, a raw nerve, you know, Uh, and it do take nerve. Mm. But I was a raw nerve. It was my last gay nerve. You were raw. I was raw. And I had to learn so many aspects of relating to other people on an intimate level and my parents just they didn't have that but and I know, i'd be also, afraid to i'd be afraid to and i've worked on this but i'd be afraid to somehow inadvertently pass that on
1: but they're going to learn anyway cuz my kids have said to me time and time again with therapy they're in therapy i love you know big proponent yeah they have said to me this isn't i'm not you stop comparing me to you mm-hmm. and i'd go oh my god but I am comparing myself to you because it's the only thing that I have to go yes, by here. Right, right. And then they'd go, "That's great. You can share your experiences, but I'm not you, so I'm going to do something differently. And it's like, okay, I am teaching them the right tools. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're going to inadvertently not teach them the wrong tools. You're going to inadvertently teach them the right tools right right If I'm doing it and you're more elevated than I am spiritually, you're going to do the right thing,
0: you know I, I, I was just thinking as you' thinking uh, as you were saying that, how awful it would be for a parent to know that their kid does not like them. like, And uh, it happens. And it does happen. Yeah. It really does. I, my my sister Renee and my mother, they never quite got along. I, but my mother, you know, she was not a soft, cuddly person. She was either you, you loved her or you fucking hated yeah. her.
1: I had this conversation with Lola lately because um, her therapist seems to think it's because we're so similar. Yeah. And Lola doesn't want to hear that. Lola's
0: the younger one. The younger one
1: that I've gone into her room and I said, I said this last week I sat down and I said, I looked her in the eyes, no tears, and I said, I know that you don't like me. I'm well aware she doesn't like me. But I love you and I know you love me. So if the love is there, she doesn't like my tenacity. She doesn't like my um, ballsiness. Mm -hmm. She is more controlled and, Mm -hmm. and behind the scenes. She's the opposite. So she doesn't like when I go out there and if, and, and I'm funny with people or loud. with mm-hmm. She hates that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes her uncomfortable. So I don't really think she likes
0: me, mm. but I know she loves me. I don't think that's the case. How much time do we have, producer? Uh, we, we're going to go to break now. Uh, but anyway, let me just get this out. I don't think that's the case. I think she's at that age. Well, that too. She's 15. Where she's very self-conscious and mm. she's very aware of what other people think. And that kind of behavior is something that people in that, Position, they, they're like, oh no, I don't do you bring me Don't embarrass, you, don't embarrass me. me. I think this I don't think it's that she doesn't like you. I think it's that, that phase.
1: Maybe, but I did want to say it and get it off my chest and let her know that, you know what, it's okay because I have no interest in being your best friend. Right. I want to be your mother first. Yeah. And if you need me as a friend, I'm always here. Yeah. But I want to be your mother and guide you along the path the right way. Uh-huh. And it was a pretty deep conversation, but. Those moments do happen.
0: Well, we are going to take a little break right now, and we'll be right back after this. You know, Michelle, I've got to start the diet. I've got to start. So it really means it's all about food. Now, you can work out as much as you want, but it's about the food you put in your body. It's got to be clean. 80%
1: of it. It really is. So
0: that's why Blue Apron is such an important factor. In the whole weight loss program. Well,
1: also because you don't know, you know, normally when you go out there, you don't know how to cook things. With Blue Apron, everything shows up at your door. You know what you're ordering. You can choose and kind of, you know, rejig stuff online. And if you don't want this, you could pick this. That's what's so fantastic about Blue Apron, which I use Mm -hmm. every single week. And the good thing about it is not only can I make it, I know how to cook, but it's so much easier when everything is just dosed right out there for you. It has this amount. This tells you what to do. You put it, you follow the little card. It's, it's so easy. And if there's things about it that like, I know that when a recipe calls for cilantro, My family doesn't like cilantro. Mm -hmm. Cilantro overpowers, so I just take the cilantro out. And it still tastes amazing. That's what's amazing about Blue Apron. And as far as weight loss goes, you could do that and know what you want to put in, what you don't want to put in. You know what's going into your mouth. There's no hidden anything. It's all there for you, and you see it.
0: And you know that the food is the freshest quality money can buy. It is the best quality money can buy, plus it tastes delicious. Blue Apron has revolutionized the home food food industry
1: all those food in a box things started with blue apron yeah and i'm telling you i've tried so many of them on my own dime they're not sponsors they can't hold a candle to blue apron i'm so glad and here's the good thing you guys check out this week's menu you can go to blueapron.com and they have an app that's super easy and you can get your first three meals free with free shipping a lot of those places charge for shipping wow Free shipping. Go to BlueApron.com slash Rue. That's BlueApron.com slash Rue. Even if you're sitting and going, Michelle and Rue, I am not a cook. I don't know how to cook. All you need is a pan and some oil.
0: I love that. And you
1: are good to go. So go ahead and get your uh, your three meals free with free shipping right now. Go to BlueApron.com slash Rue. I'm telling you, you are not going to regret it.
0: A better way to cook. Mm-hmm. We are back, Michelle Visage. We are talking about parents and and legacies and how do you set the the leg up a, a healthy legacy for your child is it a crapshoot isn't it just a crapshoot
1: i think it is you know both i'm lucky enough to have a biological mother and adopted mother and they're both dead mm-hmm. so for me i was on my own really in this mothering thing i have a mother-in-law but she's in lake geneva wisconsin and mm. we barely see her um and so i really didn't have any guidelines the only guidelines i knew were what I didn't like about the way I was raised, mm-hmm. and what I was not going to do yeah. to my kids, and maybe doing that was a bit um, overboard the other way, mm-hmm. you know, where my daughters slept with us and for a very, very, very long time, and mm-hmm. co-parenting and doing all that stuff, where you know I picked them up at every cry, and and then when they got older, I started realizing I have to get them ready for the world out there. Yeah, they they're gonna be on their own. I can't do things for them, and I actually tell the therapist where she's like. If, it, if Lily comes down and says, Mom, I'm hungry. And I go, OK, what do you want me to make? She's like, why not let her come down and get her own Hello. food? But I guess I don't think about that because I travel so much yeah. that when I'm home, I want to be their mom.
0: Right. I want to make See, them... that's the thing. I think that's I think that's a mistake that people make is they try to over, they compensate well, I'm for learning their that. own yeah. childhood.
1: Yes, of course. My parents didn't go away, though. I, me going away doesn't affect Lily. It does affect Lola. And again, the kids are different. Lily is very self-sufficient and Lola self-sufficient as well. But Lola gets upset when I leave, whereas Lily's like, "Yeah, I don't give a shit. Right. But but the therapist is right. So now when they, I'm like, well, this is there and that's there. You can go do it. Right, right. And make her own protein shakes and do things that I would normally always do for them. And what's happening is it's my guilt. I want to do it. It's right. got
0: nothing to do with them. See, and then, and then, see, but see, then that ends up crippling the child right. uh, in 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 their ability to do things for herself. Correct. You know.
1: So now I'm learning to start making her do it. And learning actually, it's done.
0: She's 15 years old. She
1: hasn't complained. No, this 17. She's older.
0: No, there's the one Lola. Seven, yeah.
1: Lola is fine with doing stuff. It's yeah. They're they're different kids, but at the same time, they'll all just go. Oh, but can, I like when you make it.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm 56 years old. Can you imagine me at this point having a child? Though, I mean, uh, Randy had a kid at uh, they're F- three now. Yeah, and so he was 53. Yeah. Um. Uh. And
1: they're beautiful. They're gorgeous kids. Well adjusted. Well adjusted. And happy.
0: But see, they're still in that fun phase. Yeah, because of they're being three. Because once you, they go to kindergarten, they're you, they're not yours anymore.
1: No. And and also, then they get to be teenagers.
0: Oh, honey. The good
1: thing is they're boys. Yeah. Boys are a lot easier than girls. Trust me, take my word for it, I Mm, promise. mm. But at the same time, boys do go away. Boys leave. Right. And they marry somebody else's family. But boys don't cry. Well, sometimes they do. Yeah,
0: Big big girls don't cry. Big girls don't cry. Lady boys do cry. Right, lady boys do cry. Um,
1: But for me, uh, you know, I really would like to have had that boy. And I I do think about adopting every now and then, especially when the girls go off to school, which isn't too
0: far away. Honestly, really, you would put in that kind of work at this point, when you have an opportunity to breeze through and have fun and go and travel and uh, you would want to t- have some tag along. I would adopt
1: along. an older kid, uh, 11, 12, 13, who's yeah. been kicked out of their home or living on the street. But you, then
0: you get all this stuff with You get them. the
1: baggage. Yeah, It's work. It's work you got to put in. But at the end of the day, it's I was an adopted kid, so it's changing somebody's life. Yeah. That ultimately wouldn't have been changed.
0: But can their life be changed at this point? That's that's yes, the question. Did you see Lion? Did you see the
1: movie Lion? Did I see Lion? Uh-huh. Of course I saw yeah. Lion. I sobbed my way through Lion. Yeah, me too. Nicole Kidman was amazing, She's amazing in Lion. Yeah. Dev Patel could get it anytime he wants. <laughs> anytime. Mama. Call, ba- Mama. Suckle away. <laughs> I am right here, Dev. I will be your Lioness. Bring it on. <laughs> Amazing movie, but yes, there is work. Yes, there's the brother. You're talking work. about the
0: brother. Well, it's there's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The brother, and yeah. you know, there's a lot of baggage that comes along that people have. I mean, you know, I just don't. Uh, life is so goes by so fast. You know, I've always had things I wanted to do in my life, but you know, but you know, having some kid on my hip or saying, "Come over here," I said, "Do not put your hand in that." Yeah. What are you? What's wrong? Are you crazy? Yeah, having to deal with all of that, and you do. I. I, I just, but the younger they are, the more you have to do that. But then you can you seemingly you could
1: train them. You can train any kid. And I hate to say that word train, but you can give them boundaries. They need boundaries. Oh, yeah. They need guidelines. Strict parents are actually better parents in a sense that the kids know there are lines that you can't cross. Yeah. I think me being a mother of millennials, I have caused their... Uh, entitlement issues in some sense in my house because they feel like they get anything anyway. Not monetary. I'm talking about, you know, the the entitlement, whatever, the sense of achievement, whatever it is. I've contributed to that. So there's always room to teach a child. Sometimes you're going to get some baggage that really is out of your control to be able to fix. But um, for the most part, some beautiful things can happen.
0: Well, we've got two beautiful mothers coming up next after this break. Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth uh, are going to talk to us. And I want to hear their point of view on what it's like to parent in the 21st century and what their parents were like. So after this break, we'll be right back with them. You know, Michelle, you know, you got to trust you took us. Have you ever heard that term? <laughs> oh, honey, and more, more times than I'd like to remember. Well, I wish everybody had the chance to go and sit down and try out a Casper mattress mm-hmm. because it is a fabulous, fabulous mattress. It is on parallel with the, any other. You put it up against any other mattress brand, and I'm going to tell you, you'll choose that, that Casper 100%, mattress.
1: 100%. We've talked about this. I have spent a lot of money. When I was on the radio, I did com- commercials just to pay for the mattress. Oh my goodness. Got the mattress and this Casper mattress blows all those expensive ones out of the water.
0: Well, it's, you know, they're the new kid in town. They've, they've really changed the whole uh, paradigm. Is that the right word? I'm going to go with paradigm. Okay. Uh, Of how you sell a mattress. You know, you used to have to go to a department store or some, one of these other retailers. Well, Casper has changed the game. You call up and order your mattress and it will come to your house in a, box, in a box, ready for you to sit your tookus down for yeah. a minute, lay down. You spend most of your time in bed anyway on this lifetime. Might as well get something that's going to actually work for you.
1: Some more than others. <laughs> and here's also the thing. Who needs a middleman?
0: I don't need a middleman. You want to
1: talk to me and get something from me. Do we need somebody in the middle? No. Oh, no. Oh, you no. want to come right
0: to me. I want to come right to you.
1: Exactly. Well, that's what it is with Casper. And they're so confident in the quality of their mattresses that they have a risk-free trial and return policy. So you could try sleeping on that Casper like Rip Van Winkle for 100 <laughs> days, free delivery, painless returns. If you don't like it, they'll even pick up the mattress. So don't even worry about it. It's 100% risk-free. Don't wait any longer. I've got a lot of tweets from the UK, too. They're so excited that Casper's over there. Uh They see it on the tube. They're ordering it. Also, the dog beds... Casper's got you covered, They've got you guys. Dog beds over there. We have Casper dog beds. Oh here my, too. here, oh here my too. Oh my goodness, it's um, brilliant!
0: Yes! I love Casper mattresses. Yes. Yeah, so
1: go get $50 toward any mattress purchase right now just by going to Casper.com slash Rue and using the offer code RU. So terms and conditions may apply, but honey, you're not gonna want to worry about anything. It's Casper.com slash are you. Get started for the best sleep of your night ever today.
0: Trust you took us. Yes, it never lies. We've got Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth here with us. Jenny Garth special- and Taylor and Donna I got, I've got to somehow help direct the conversation yes. away from 90210. Can we talk about it for
1: one minute? Sheels a little crazy. Yeah. She
0: is a little crazy. Well, let's talk about it for one minute. Okay, okay. go.
1: Doesn't have to be a lot. It yeah. just uh, when you were in it, did you guys realize the? Phen- it, you know, it's that generation's friends. Yeah, it's that. It right. was that big. Did you realize when you were in it how big it was, or were you just? Eh, I'm an actor doing my thing. Mm-hmm. I that, I wasn't, yeah. I, I didn't
2: have any idea We never until... got paid as much as they did on <laughs> No, they started like, <laughs> So true uh-huh. I think it, <laughs> No, we didn't realize It was popular until we started They started like sending us out on um, Autograph signings mm-hmm. and things like that
1: And you saw the lines
2: were yeah. insane
0: how many years Ten did it run? 10 guys, yeah. 10. Yeah. 10 years. That's a long time for a show. When you and I
1: were on KTU, I think you might have just moved out here and I was still there. I, I was so obsessed with the show because I talk about it. I used to do the entertainment reports on the radio. Um, I did a nine oh two one over party at Planet Hollywood. You're kidding Swear me. Swear to God. That's
0: kind of crazy. And
1: Luke Perry came.
0: Really? He did. Did you cream your jeans?
1: I didn't because I didn't even get to him. But he was there for uh-huh. the fans. That's all that uh-huh. mattered. But it, that's how obsessed with it. It was a phenomenon. Yeah. And it just It's an amazing part of history that if I, if I were you, I'd be so excited to be part of it. You've done so much since then, but yeah. still. No,
0: no always no, proud. Yeah.
1: yeah. We are. Always proud to now, have
0: been. And, and so now, okay, so since then, I'm going to ask both <laughs> of you this question. Tori, you know, having been on that job for mm. such a long time, what did that prepare you for in your career since that job?
2: Oh
3: my gosh, coming off of 90210, it was so hard. I remember doing my first pilot after 90210 and I was like, oh, you know, you do a pilot and it gets picked up and yeah. it runs for 10 <laughs> years, of course. That's all I knew. Yeah. And, you know, I filmed a pilot and it didn't get picked up and yeah. didn't run even one season. And I was like, oh no, this right. is the real world. Yeah. So it was hard going initially, like the start of your career, going to something into something so huge. Mm-hmm. And then after that, Trying on one hand to be like, I want to be seen as not just Donna Martin. I can mm-hmm. do other things. And then, you know, to kind of reach that success again.
0: Was hard. Yeah. But what, what did you learn from it? Was it just the, the hard yards of what chill business is like? Or uh, what, what, was, what did you take away from that job?
3: I learned, gosh, camaraderie. <laughs> I mean, we were a family. We really mm-hmm. were. I spent more time with them than I did my own family. So um, I learned so much just, you know, being on set. And I mean, we worked a lot. We would work like 17-hour days. What?
0: Mm-hmm. How old were you guys yeah. when you started? I
3: was 16 or
2: 17. 17. Wow. 17,
0: that's crazy. What about you, Jenny? Walking away from a 10-year gig like that, mm-hmm. what did you, What? looking back, what was the biggest lesson from that?
2: Well, not to buy into it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, we were there just doing our job all day every day and 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 trying to survive really in that environment because it we were together in a in a stage all by ourselves all the time and it was up to us to be professional even at 17 18 19 20 mm-hmm. and so we learned how to be adults and be professional really quickly and i think that the thing that i needed to learn was how to be me at that age you know i missed mm-hmm. so many years of like that extremely important when you form who you are in your mm-hmm. late teens early 20s yeah, yeah, out yeah. on your own and that kind of thing but we were just working 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 all the time so when i left there i there was no one to tell me when to pee or what to
1: mm-hmm. eat it
0: mm-hmm. was culture shock yeah. for a few it was years but girl's girl oh. dream though i mean yeah seriously. but if you don't know what that right. what the, the opposite of that is you know it's it's very difficult you know mm-hmm. um, and you guys you both have kids is your has your parenting uh uh been influenced by your your job was there a wrangler on the show who was like you were too old for chaperones at that point you were 16 Mm -hmm. well 16
1: could they still needed they're still underage right you're still a minor Mm -hmm.
3: i had a i had a teacher on set Mm -hmm. and i took the GED. I never saw that teacher with you once because (laughs) i did the pilot with the teacher (laughs) brian and i had a teacher in the dressing room oh my god and i was so embarrassed because all i wanted was to fit in i was Mm -hmm. already the producer's daughter and i just wanted to be one of the cool kids so i took the ged in between the pilot in the first season starting and I passed. So I didn't have to have a teacher on set anymore. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that was really important to me. Um.
0: But with your own kids, has any of any of that discipline of doing that show rubbed off or, or, or become part of your own doctrine for your kids?
3: Are you tough moms? We have seven amongst
2: us.
0: There are seven amongst us.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a really tough mom. I'm, I'm really strict. Um, I am, I'm a, pushover
1: and you've got three i uh-huh.
2: I'm a pushover for like the eyes and the tears but mm. um I'm hard on them because they need solid structure I feel like especially in this town and surrounded by this industry I I have got to be that solid for them mm. so I I try to provide strength and and you know boundaries I have 19 13
0: and nine wow. Girls mm-hmm. in LA. How do you? What? You, okay, you know, because LA has a reputation for being, you know, oh my God, what are you having? You know, I have a Porsche. Oh, I have a Lamborghini. It, it's not. How that. do you? How so do you deal true. with that.
2: How do you deal? Your kids are still little. Yours <laughs> are young, right? <laughs> Yours are <laughs> the oldest.
0: The oldest is how. Old? I Her? have
3: nine, eight, four, and four, and then my stepson is eighteen. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know how you negotiate. I don't know how it's does hard. one negotiate. Are there books or what?
2: <laughs> what do you do? I just have to go with my instincts. I'm from the Midwest. So I have those like, you know, very solid sort of moral upbringing kind of thing in me as a parent. And I I don't, I don't, I'm not embarrassed by that. Like I'm firm with my kids and I give them what they get. I give them and I, I don't give them things just as often so that I can create people that are grateful and have a head on their shoulders
0: right where in the midwest illinois illinois joliet where are you
2: from champagne urbana oh champagne actually champagne urbana um, urbana
0: one of the um uh uh kids oh yeah uh, i'm gonna say i'm speaking in code because this will come on oh god go on yeah Yeah. uh it's um sasha Sasha Velour oh, okay. is from there.
1: Champagne Urbana? Yeah. Champagne Urbana. Yeah, 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 yeah. My husband's from Antioch. Aniac.
0: <laughs> now, yeah. Tori, you grew up in this town. Mm-hmm. You grew up in this environment. Your father's a legend, beyond legend. I don't know what's beyond a legend. Uh, no, he, he is titan. what makes a legend the most. Yeah, oh, exactly. I like Titan. A titan, yes. Yeah. A TV titan. A TV yeah, titan. Yeah, did you learn the, the the ropes from him early on, or did you learn them the hard, hard way?
3: I learned a lot from him. My dad was a total workaholic. Um, you know, he would be working all week on the weekends. He was always there, hands on, um, but also with a stack of scripts that, mm-hmm. you know, he had to get through his work. So you learned early on, like if you want to be with dad, you had to do it with him. So I'd mm-hmm. be like, can I read your scripts with you? Oh. Um, but it taught me so much and I became so invested in the whole television of it all and the production of it all and going to sets with him and hearing production meetings. And I definitely knew that's what I want to do. And he was just so amazing to all the fans. So that taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew, you know, I recognized what I when I would see actresses on set that he had and and he would have to call them because they weren't acting professional. Mm -hmm. And then my dad was always so professional. So
2: I always knew right from wrong. And and went into the business knowing how I wanted to treat people. Mm -hmm. Um, I I just want to say Tori's an amazing producer. We work together as producers and she has instincts that mm-hmm. could only come from her father wow yeah
0: right we were, t- we're talking about Aaron spelling of course so many iconic shows charlie's angels the rookies it goes on and on uh the 90210s Love the the Fantasy Island dynasty
3: dynasty
0: yes. dynasty did you guys also i know you're on tj hooker that was, was. your first job
3: <laughs> did you vegas was my first vegas job. Was, oh my was god just, i forgot about Yes. Then Fantasy Island, then T.J. Hooker, then Glitter, then Love Boat. Your no, resume, I mean, <laughs> come oh, on.
0: My God.
3: Yeah, I, who can say they have like an Aaron spelling resume? Yeah, yeah exactly, I do. Exactly. Like all under the H- love,
0: boat. love Love boat. boat. I just love the idea of a T.J. Hooker. I yep. mean, did you guys joke about that? When did it occur to you that T.J. Hooker meant something else?
3: <laughs> no one ever made that joke. <laughs> what? I'm not kidding, and when I got older, I was like, "How? What an odd name they gave him! Like, I don't
0: get it. No one ever made the joke well, over people who well, don't in under- front of me. People who don't understand. We're talking about a, a Tijuana prostitute yes, yes. is what we're talking about. Correct. Now, Ginny, did you do other Aaron Spelling shows after 90210? I know you did a Judith Krantz. Did you do Princess Princess Something Diary? No. Did you do a Judith Crantz no. TV movie.
2: No, did not Judith Crantz. Somebody else. Was it um,
0: Danielle Steele? Yeah, Danielle Steele. <laughs> There you go. One of them. <laughs> what, what was it?
2: Striples? Oh, jeez, I can't no. remember the name. Uh, Star.
0: Star. Wow,
2: that's Star. it. Star. Yeah, mm-hmm. was that an Aaron Spelling production? No, it's a great book so.
0: too. It's a great book. Mm, I love right, it. right, and both of you went on to do lots of TV movies. That's where the big, the big work and is. Jenny
1: had that he, you're gonna kill me for not remembering the name of the sitcom but she oh, had that's the forever. way I like it or what, or what I like about I like, you I like I it, it I like that what, what, yeah. what is it what I like about you what I like, about you like
0: it. yeah now yeah.
1: that, that was successful and that ran a long time too so These kids are are television history right here.
0: Yeah, now tell me about the whole TV movie thing because you know, uh, you know, you are in a legendary one that you've been in. You've been in the remake, the legend, and the remake of Mm -hmm. Mother. May I sleep with danger? (laughs) Both of those. Movies. We're
1: obsessed with TV movies. Just know that.
3: Hey, those were my bread and butter for a long time. (laughs) It's actually sad they don't make TV movies the way they used to. Well, it doesn't
0: Hallmark. Hallmark Channel, but
3: they're always like
1: about Christmas and music and the piano and singing songs. And
0: finding the love of your life. It's
1: come on, this is not realistic, Hallmark. But yeah, there's a you want more lifetime, it. like stalking. Yes, boyfriends.
0: yes, yes. Oh, those Rafferty, are golden. The golden single yeah. white
3: female. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. The burning bed. Yeah. What's oh, the secret? What's movie. the
0: secret to being a a TV movie <laughs> actress? Now, both of you have done them. What's the secret?
3: Uh, picking a movie that has an unbelievably bad title. <laughs> that is the key to success.
0: No, you've done that one. What other ones have bad titles that you've done? Co-Ed Call Girl. I yes, love that was that. one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> yes, that was so Co-ed good. Co-Ed Call yeah. Girl. I love that one. Love that. Can you top that, Jenny Garth? Oh, not on the... Uh, help me.
2: Well, uh, wait, TV no. TV
0: movies. I can't
2: remember anything. I can't, Don't ask me... Oh, that one! I have no idea the name of that. Oh, unfinished affair. Oh, Uh, that's that's a good one. one. And I ended up marrying the my co-star on that one. Uh, So that ended up being finished, finished. (laughs) and now we finished it. (laughs) That was a long movie worth it right
0: (laughs) yes yes great yes because that's the father of your children Mm -hmm. is it falconetti is it Uh, the fascinelli
2: fascinelli
0: that's right that's right so now you know you guys are veterans of this business what do you tell young people who are what would you tell the young tori spelling at 16 i'm asked both of you this question what would you tell them getting into this you just got hired Uh on this show on a 90210 and there's a 16 year old who just and she's I got the world ahead of me I mean I made it what do you tell her and it's me but it's now it's it's okay let's do both yeah it's you but it's now okay. and it's some other girl who just got that job
3: okay I would say they do base color now you don't have to have just bleach <laughs> okay. uh, Pluck your pluck your eyebrows
1: Oh And the self-tanner sucks. Oh my god. That's and the oh my they god. make really good
3: ones now. <laughs> There's something called mystic tan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Of course, that's
1: the stuff we look at, right? Sure. Because <laughs> yeah. at 16, starting on a show like 90210, the first thing, uh, I grew up in New Jersey. The first thing I would think about is, these guys are really hot. Like, I want right. to have sex with them. Right, the guys. Did you guys think about that at Oh all my all? god, I thought you meant <laughs> us. I was so like, like, No, I was like, I was
2: god, I was you
3: thought it. we were cute. Harry here?
1: and Jason Priestley <laughs> and you girls are hot. Um like did you guys think that like the first thing i would have thought about would have been that?
2: I never thought i want to have sex with them. You didn't? Really? No. Uh. Wow. Huh.
0: Just a whore. Uh. <laughs> Truth hurts. So, Jenny, what would you tell, um, not not just yourself, but a, a young actress who's who who put in the same position you were in your at such a young age?
1: There you go.
2: Uh, I have a strong work ethic, so I would teach them a, a strong work ethic to mm-hmm. be on time, be prepared, and be good at what you do, so mm-hmm. that nobody can say you're not.
0: Hmm, that's great. No, that's always great. Um, so I suppose you got that from your father too.
3: Definitely. Um, yeah, it was hard for me because. It was not just the pressure of creating like a character and there was other young people and you wanted to get along with them. But It was like, oh, I'm the producer's daughter. Like, yeah, you have right. feel right. like, family like, name. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I hated that. Like, I, not that I was embarrassed. I loved my dad and I thought he was a genius. But at the time, I was 16. I just wanted to be accepted. And I wanted to prove that I had every right to be there just like anyone else, even mm-hmm. though obviously they auditioned and I got cast. But sure. hey.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah.
3: <laughs> that's the same. I mean, yeah, for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do- so I worked really hard to like, Press the envelope. Sorry, I worked really hard to kind of get past that.
0: Are you all discouraging your children from getting into the business? Oh, I wish. Oh, your kids are, are into it?
2: Who's I, got the bug? My my 19-year-old is in, you know, it's in New York, NYU, studying theater. Oh, oh wow. And I
1: don't know why. <laughs>
2: <laughs> why do you say that? Every time I write that check, I'm like, why? Why are you right. doing this yeah. to me? Uh, I don't know. I just, I see what it, what the industry is now. And I know what it was then. It's even as as dangerous as it was then. It's just crazy now yeah. to... to have a normal human being come mm-hmm. out of it,
0: mm-hmm. but they're not. I mean, they, she grew up in this business too. She's she's seen your mm-hmm. struggles, and I, she's probably she's probably more prepared than you think, right?
2: Yeah, more prepared and very intelligent, like not to make mistakes. But I, I don't know. It, it's an industry that like sort of rolls you up and spits like you swallows you up, and, you and, and and you ha- you know you can get caught up in that. And I hope that I have strong girls that you know, know what's up. Uh, and I think I do, but it's scary to s- send them out there mm-hmm. onto a set.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so many other outside influences. Were there sort of 90210 groupies who were hanging around, who were <laughs> sort of side, like, you know, manager, yes. manager boyfriends. We boyfriend. called those extras. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they hated us. Actually, did you not knew talk to they them? They had
2: slept with all the guys. <laughs> oh <my
1: God. laughs> Could you blame them? Jason Priestley was so frigging hot. No, yeah, the guys yeah. were always very popular. Yeah, with that We were protective. They were
3: like our brothers, so we were like, get off. Protective or like grossed out that they wanted to be with them. Like, who would want to be with? Them? <laughs> right, right. Um, but I mean, going back to what you said, you you were never like that. Like, you grew up in a business as a teen. Like, you see a lot of teen stars, you know, get the the success and it kind of the fame bug the fame. Yeah. And they yeah. get crazy and they go out and they destroy their lives on, on the other end. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jenny and I were both like that, like very focused, you know, working, we came from mm-hmm. such different backgrounds, but mm-hmm. I feel like, and I think that's what's kept us friends for so long. We have the same like drive. We have the same mm-hmm. ethics and we both, you know, we were there to do a job and we wanted to have this propel our career. And at the end of the day, you know, going out every night wasn't going to do the chopping we right. went
1: and, and being from <laughs> Champaign urbana how did you convince your parents to get you here
2: oh uh, it was it just sort of happened you know i was dancing i thought i was going to become a dance instructor mm-hmm. and and i got discovered you know it, it in just chicago quintessential no in arizona um i was in a, a scholarship dance pageant and, and and the guy said you know how about acting? And that guy's still my manager to this Shut day. Shut. You are uh, kidding? Yeah, uh, that was something. I'm really, I'm a very loyal person, so I tend to keep people around a John little A Casablanca too long. moment. No, that's
0: pretty brilliant. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've always reminded me of uh, Doris Day and Stella Stevens. There's a mm. there's a mixture of those two. Interesting.
2: Were, who, I'm a huge Doris Day fan. Oh, she's the best.
0: I mean, yeah, you not. can't. Doesn't get them better. now. We, sh- we
2: have the same birthday. On Do, Do you? Really?
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, who have you patterned your career? after speaking of those legends uh, what about you
2: but Doris Day has always been one of my idols I had no idea I just that just came out like that yeah, I thought I was losing it as I was getting older. <laughs> I love that. That's so nice of you. Thank you. Um, just I I know a lot about Doris's life and, and her work ethic as well and um, what the struggles that she's been through personally and how she maintained what she had to maintain mm-hmm. in order to make a living. And uh, she did what she had to do, and then she was out.
0: She was out And of I there. love that about her so much. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Who do you pattern yourself after, uh, Tori Spelling? Mm,
3: probably a mix between Meryl Streep and Oprah.
0: <laughs> I love it. Can't That's get stars. Oh my god! Shoot for the stars. I have the
3: acting chops of Meryl <laughs> <I love it. laughs> and the mind of Oprah. I love it. Not the money, but it. um, <laughs> I don't know if I ever patterned no, myself no, out. About, you're
2: funny, like, like um, Liz.
3: I mean, yeah, like my acting idols were mm-hmm. probably Lucy and Gracie Allen, yeah. and oh. I just loved um women that could be funny and didn't mind looking goofy and could still be pretty and sexy and
0: Goldie Hawn.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, we're going to let you guys go. Why right now. is this so fun? I know it is so, so fun. fun oh, yeah. But um so <laughs> of all the people you've met, you know, in this, I mean, you did Love Boat, you did, mm-hmm. you know, all the guest stars and all the rest.
1: Ra- the Lander sisters! I mean, come God. on!
0: Oh my
3: God, remember that? Oh, uh, you yeah. kidding me? I was obsessed with no, them. I think about them. them
0: every day. Yeah.
3: Yeah. like Ava and Zsa, Zsa yeah. But did, younger at the time. Yeah. Did you
0: ever get to meet Lucille Ball?
3: I did. Really? I did. Wow. My, uh, the last job she ever had, she actually did a new Lucy with my father.
0: Right, because uh, they knew each other. Life with Lucy. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
3: So I got to go to set and watch her and awesome. and watch yeah, live the live wow. sitcom taping, and it was amazing. She. She was a genius, what a genius. even then, wow. yeah. and so nice, offset, and warm, and you know, she was older then and sure. she, you know, but she took the time like in between scenes and afterwards to stay and talk to the fans, and wow. so gracious.
0: Where we are right now actually is where uh, Gracie and Gracie Allen, <gasps> they shot that here, and this used to belong to Desi Lou. This used to be Desi Lou Studios, mm-hmm. where we are right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's what about awesome. you? Who did Who have you met who we use the most starship? Did you ever meet Doris Day?
2: No, not yet. I still have time though. Yeah,
0: she's ninety three and she's still with us. her. <laughs> yeah,
2: go find her, Jenny. Um, go she's find up her. Up in Carmel.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we've gone up there. Um, I think Barbara Eden. I got to work with Barbara wow. Eden when I was younger. Wow. I got to play her daughter as one of my first roles, and I just would sit and just absorb everything because she was such a pro on yeah. set and I think that's where I got a lot of my uh, you know a lot of my learning in yeah. on the job training <laughs>
0: yeah, it takes that you know and, and you both are uh such great examples for your kids and especially in this town I think uh I think they're on the right. Path. I think you don't need to nope. worry about them at all. Yeah. Well, Tori Spelling, Jenny Garth, thank you so Thanks much for joining to... us on our little podcast. Yay, and you know, nice. questions about 902. It didn't. No. Just, I didn't do too Vero many. V- they do too we many. love
2: you. That's
3: awesome. I love so, you girls so much. Such nice nice that questions. You like it. I know you have some <laughs> other
1: raunchy. Rom- <laughs> we respect our guests. We have so many questions, <laughs> oh, but we're going to keep it cool for you yes. We don't want to scare you. Yes. Well, we could so go there, but we will Thanks
2: won't. for having us. Thank you
0: guys. Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you going to love somebody else? Amen.